This is an Ion Annapolis bonus podcast. Joining us on the phone today is actually one of my favorite musicians. She's fairly new to me. I say new back in 2013, I guess it is, but, and I can't and I won't pigeonhole her. Has too many awards <laughs> to list. Young career, incredible guitarist, and always brings the heats to her show. And luckily for us, she's coming to the Chesapeake Bay Blues Festival, which is happening later this month. But Samantha Fish, welcome. And my apologies for screwing up the time. And thank you for being so flexible for me. <laughs> Oh, of course. It's, it's, it's all good, man. I I was just telling you, I, I, the time zone thing gets me every single time. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, you, you would, you know, I, I want to say you've been around forever, but I mean, you've been playing as a teen, but you've, you've got such an incredible career in the, what, how long have you been professionally playing? Um, God, I don't want to date myself too bad, but at least a decade. <laughs> Jeez. At least, you know, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And I, the first time I heard you live was at the 2013 Chesapeake Bay blues festival here up in Annapolis. And, uh, that year was an, I don't know whether that was your first one, but that was an incredible year. I mean, that was Bonnie Raitt, trombone shorty, Eric burden of the animals. Um, and yeah, that, that was my first year there, I believe. Was it? And I'll, I'll tell you, I, I came away from your set on that and I'm sitting here trying to think, okay, is that jazz? Is that blues? Is that rock? And nothing seemed to really fit it. And I just came out. And I said, "Oh, that's just badass." And end of the end, end, end of the conversation. There was nothing really else there. And man, thanks. Well, I I, mean, I don't know whether that's a a, a compliment. I hope it's a compliment. I mean, I mean it is at that. But um, you know, you have your roots in Kansas City, which is obviously a huge music city. And now you call New Orleans home, which is where I keep threatening to retire. But um, <laughs> you know, does music run in your family? Uh, yeah, I mean, my dad played guitar. Um, he still plays, uh, like, for, you know, as a hobby for fun. And so I grew up, you know, with his friends coming over and his brothers coming over and playing. Um, so it was always kind of around all my aunts and my mother. She sang in church. My aunts all sang in the church choir. And so, yeah, I mean, I came up around singing and playing. And so, of course, you know, I'm up coming up around all these singers and guitar players. So I go straight to the drums. Cause I don't want nothing to do with them. <laughs> that. And, and I did that for a couple of years and, um, I really think that that helped me, uh, you know, just, just get like the fundamentals of rhythm down and, and it made guitar playing when I switched. And I don't, I won't say I made like a hard switch. It was like gradual, but I, I started playing guitar around 15 and, and it just kind of like, I had this innate sense of rhythm that helped, you know, with singing and playing at the same time. And, you know, I mean, I, I guess I would say I kind of grew up around it, but it was like not, you know, not like a kid grows up in a professional setting where they're like, you know, I've known a lot of people whose, you know, parents are like really professional musicians and they're like second generation and, you know, totally immersed in it. I guess right. I was immersed in like a different way, you know? Interesting. It was funny. I, last summer I talked to Mercy Morganfield, who's Muddy Waters' daughter. And she was, yeah. she was saying, yeah, it was, you know, it was surreal as you look back on it now, you know, like Mick Jagger and Keith Richards stroll in one night and just working with her dad. And, and it's like, oh my gosh, how, how surreal is that? Um, Pretty crazy. Yeah. It, it really is. But you've got a new album. I, I want to say new because every, you know, COVID turned everything. It's sort of like the time zones. You know, it doesn't exist 2021, <laughs> but you've, you've got a, your latest album is called Faster and that was released back in 2021, right? Yeah, yeah, that was, wait, yeah, Faster came out in 2021. <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> Seriously, exactly. Yeah. And it was was that a COVID record for you? 
It was. I started writing it during the shutdown just because it was like, well, I'm not leaving here for a while. So let's, you know, I just started writing. I went internal and I started working on, you know, creating something new. And it was like, um, I really needed that, you know, I needed, I needed that time to kind of like, uh, to write, but also like, I needed that outlet during that time, you know, it was like kind of crazy, you know, it was, we all were waking up in the same four walls every day. It was, it was like, it was a little bit of a test to figure out, can I be creative without having any life experience happen to me in the next six months? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, is that where all your you creativity know, comes from, from, you know, what, you know, when you're out at the store and you know, whatever it may be. Well, just life happening, you know, I mean, I'm, I live, I live kind of like, um, you know, uh, I'm a traveler, you know, I, I, I move a lot, you know, and relationships are affected and dictated by your travel. And so, you know, you go through things just from moving around constantly and you experience things. And so to, it was, I guess it was the first time for me to, to sit in a one spot and be creative and have to like, okay, what can I, you know, what can I create out of nothing right now. <laughs> right. And so I, I just took my feelings about everything. And, and there was, you know, I think when I started writing the record, I was pretty like everybody else, you know, in a real kind of lost place, feeling really down. And I was kind of worried. I was like, this thing's going to be a real dirge. You know, it's going to be really depressing. And when I met Martin Kirzenbaum, the producer, and we started talking, like writing over Zoom, it's crazy. Um, you know, working together virtually, he had just a, such like a powerful, positive powerful positive energy that um you know it's kind of infectious and i feel like he kind of helped me my mood shift because he just was really enthusiastic and positive and um you know so i started like writing songs for where i wanted to be and how i wanted to feel and i wanted to make people feel good when they listen to this record i really wanted them to like feel empowered confident and you know feel that swagger and you know, and so it actually helped me kind of get out of my funk a little bit as I was writing it. I started feeling better. Well, that's good. Now I'm I'm assuming you're like thrilled to be back out on the road again. Yeah, I mean it's great. It's it's like you know straight back into the fire. Um, I kind of look back at that time off we had as it's like a daze. Like, I'm like did that happen? <laughs> Obviously, it did happen, but like it just feels weird because like here we are right back into it. Um, two years later. Right. And yeah, feels right. good to be back. And I, and, and the audiences are very responsive, you know? Well, I mean, you've got, you've got, you've got an incredible touring schedule coming up in the next you know, next year, I guess. I mean, you're, you're playing jazz fest in a few days. And if anybody has yeah. never been to jazz fest in New Orleans, this is, you know, this is a must see event. I mean, it's, uh, there's nothing, nothing to describe it. It's absolutely amazing. And then you're going hardcore until October and then you pop over to Europe for a little bit there. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's going to be a moving kind of year for sure. That's true. Who are, who are some of your favorite musicians in New Orleans? Um, let me think about like, I, who are my favorite musicians in New Orleans? I mean, I kind of like, I I sort of was drawn in New Orleans for the folklore of it. You know, all my favorites, like you talked about the stones earlier, like with Mercy Morganfield, like I, I love folklore like that. And a lot of my favorite rock stars and you know, music legends came down here looking for inspiration and, you know, it, and they found it, you know, New Orleans is just a hotbed for creativity and culture. And I, I guess, you know, so I'm a big fan of 
you know, uh, like Professor Longhair and I love Dr. John. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I love uh, like John Cleary is incredible. He's a musician down here doing it right now. Um, you know, I, I, it's just, there, there's so much, there's, there's a lot. I mean, there's, there's a lot of incredible bands down here. That's true. I guess James Booker is one of my favorite piano players. I got turned on to him when I moved down here. Um, you know, Fats Domino, of course. Yeah, no, it's a great, it's a, it's a great town. Have you ever heard of a, uh, a fiddler, Amanda Shaw? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know Amanda. Yeah. She's incredible. Yeah. She yeah. comes out and play. She, she plays out different festivals. I see her out on the road sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. She's fun. I've, I've, I met her a long, long time ago, back way back when, um, yeah. and everything else, but you have, um, you know, do you prefer playing fest or do you like a, I mean, you're playing some venues and you're playing some auditoriums and whatnot on your, on your tour. Do you prefer a festival or do you perform better in an auditorium? Do you think? I, I mean, I love playing festivals, you know, but you're, it's a tricky situation because you're dealing with not just like sound, but elements. And so sometimes, you know, I'm all amped up for the show and we just have like, you know, the elements swoop in on us. Like it's a windy day or it's like really rainy and, st- you know what I mean? So that's always like the, the known unknown factor that can ruin a show. But I actually love playing in the rain. That's, that's some of my favorite, some, some of my favorite moments in my life have been like playing in thunderstorms. So like while people are just really committed, it's yeah, really my favorite place to play is where the audience is into it. Like, I mean, I could be playing in a small uh, juke joint or theater, whatever. But I just, when the audience is really there and they're into it and they're connected, I mean, that's, that's the only place to play. Uh, understandable. Understandable. Well, you've worked with and performed with some great talent through your young career, but who is your, Oh my effing God, I can't believe I get to play with or be on the same stage with blank. Do you have it? Is there anybody that you would, I mean, it could be weird and never happened, but who, <laughs> You know, who, oh, like a hypothetical. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who would be like an ideal? I okay. One an example. One time, I loved David Sanborn, and the woman I was dating was really into Brian Culbertson, who's sort of modern jazz versus. And they were both doing a, a double build, and David Sanborn was looking down, going, "Man, this guy's got chops." And Brian Culbertson's looking like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I'm playing with F and David Sanborn." You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it was it was really kind of a neat dynamic to see how it worked. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean. Oh, my hypothetical. I mean, most of my heroes, I mean, I would have loved to play with Tom Petty. He was yeah. like my be all end all. Um, I'd love to play with Mike Campbell. He's like my favorite guitar player in the world. Um, creative, creatively, like here's a, here's a curveball. I'd love to play with Trent Reznor just cause I think he's so creative and like, that is, that is, that is, that is a bit of a curveball. Yeah. But I just think he's really musical and just creative and has a great mind and, you know, I think that, it, that you said hypothetical, right? Yeah, true. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> just, but um, I don't know. I mean, there's there's so many, man. I mean, I've I'm I'm a music fan first and foremost, and um, I have my heroes, and you know, I I I just love playing with with other people. I love I love getting to share the stage and collaborate with different musicians because you really, you know, you. you it's fun to do your band. Like I love playing with my band because they have big ears. And so we can kind of improvise and change things. And everybody, everybody's kind of aware that that's a possibility, you know? Um, but I, I love going up there so, like cold with somebody brand new because you never know where it's going to go. And, and just the, you know, that, that process of reading each other. And, you know, sometimes it's, 
you know, sometimes it's clumsy and you don't make it the most out of it, but then sometimes you have this like magic connection where it's like, oh, I know where you're going and I can kind of feed off of it. That's amazing to me. So, I mean, as far as the who and the how, I don't care. I just, there, it's the what. There, <laughs> it's what we're doing. Hey, f- fair enough, boy. And you get the crowd going, crowd in sync with the, with the musicians in sync and it's a perfect perfect set and i'll tell you the one set to see at the chesapeake bay blues festival is going to be yours and i guarantee that anybody uh will not leave disappointed and um you know and and i I tell you i don't want to ask about your favorite song because that's like asking somebody like who your favorite kid is um but Uh is is there one that you never get like tired of playing that it's it's always like okay this is great i love this um you know maybe it's like yeah, in, just, in my show or just in general. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe it's enjoyment that you get, or maybe it's that audience reaction that you said, you know, the audience just always gets into this and this, you know, I fire off of that and everything else. I mean, is there one that really gets mm-hmm. it going for you? There's not a single song in my life that I haven't gotten sick of playing. I'll tell you that <laughs> just cause you play it so many times. And, but the, the, the key is to walk away from it for a minute and come back with a fresh set of ideas. Cause there's times where I think like, all right, I've expressed every idea I possibly can here. And then you leave it alone for a couple months and come back and you'll find like new phrasing and melodies. Right now, my current favorite has been Dream Girl, just because like I kind of have found a new way at the end of the solo. It's it's such a a melodic, pretty kind of, it's it's one of the only ballads in the show that we play, but it's so dramatically different and dynamic. And then at the end, we kind of take off and build this big solo. And I've just been having so much fun, like, playing around with different melodic moments and moving it up and down the fretboard and, you know, saying the same thing, but in a different way with different intensity. And it's just sort of fun to kind of loop it all together. And, you know, so that one's been really inspiring for me lately, but I can't say that in three months I won't be like, all right, that's got to go. We're, we're, we're done with <laughs> gotta, that. We're done with I that. I got to get away from it. <laughs> you know, But I'll, I always come back to it. You know, that's the cool thing about like, you know, your old material. Like right now we're, we're putting in songs from, way back in the day into the show and like figuring out way to transition them into new songs. And it's kind of fun to reimagine and, you know, rework your old material. Many, many thanks again. And I am so sorry for screwing up the time on this. It's okay. But I, I look, if it wasn't you, it was going to be me. So yeah. it's all <laughs> fair, fair. Don't worry about it. Fair enough. Well, Samantha fish, Chesapeake Bay Blues Festival. The festival is the 20th and the 21st of May here in Annapolis, but Samantha is on stage at 5.30 p.m. on Sunday. I will be there. I can't wait. You're going to be there. I know that. And uh, I'll be there. Hopefully everybody else's tickets. You can go to get them at bayblues.org. And for everything you need to know about Samantha Fish, it is at, easily enough, samanthafish.com. And you can check our show notes for all the links to Spotify's and all that kind of stuff and YouTubes and everything else for Samantha. But thank you so much. Please say hello to New Orleans for me. It's my favorite town. And aside from where the one where I live and where I want to do, I will see you on Sunday, the 21st. Sounds awesome, man. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. Bye.
This has been a bonus podcast from Ion Annapolis. Please visit us at ionanapolis.net. Follow us on Facebook at All Annapolis and on Twitter at Ion Annapolis. And if you haven't subscribed to the Daily News Brief podcast, go for it. And all of your local news will be delivered to your phone, tablet, or smart device by 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday.